Hello and welcome to another episode of the Never A Straight Answer podcast, the podcast that aims to cover a wide range of topics from conspiracy theories to popular culture and news. I'm your host Gaz and joining me in the studio, you know him, it's Mr. Positivity Taylor. Yeah, good evening everybody, welcome one and all. Welcome back to another week. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, another fast week. Oh, it's getting into um, height of spring. Yes. Spring is in the air. The, are, the buds are on the trees. They are. They are indeed. Bees are buzzing. Yes. It's nice. Thanks it's been me. good. Um, welcome back. Thanks for joining us for another episode. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. We'll be joined tonight by a special guest. We will. Um, he's. Um, we'll tell you about him. He's um, a ghost hunter. He's mm-hmm. um, crossed people over in the past. Crossed over souls. Yes. He's an author. And he's a positive guy. Um, he kind of um, he, he's got a thing about clearing head headspace, a head trash. Yes, yes. yeah, which uh, is always good. Really interesting. We'll be talking to Sam, the Miracle Man. Oh, what a Miracle Man! Uh, Shelley, a little bit later on in the show. Yeah. Oh, he's really cool. Really yeah. nice guy. Um, but before we get into that, um, what have you been up to this week, Mister Taylor? Me. Hey, um just uh, not really a, a lot much, um, really. Just like basically just carrying on my research. Nice week. This, yeah. You know I mean, I've been resting here and now. I actually had a couple of days where I thought, you know what? I don't need to get up. Lazy you know bastard. I, just, uh, I think I went in a nah, little you, bit a duvet depressive. Day. A yeah. duvet day. You're all right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I've got it under control. Oh, if you haven't needed to chat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm right. I'm Don't right. worry. Yeah. We, all get, we all have them days, mate. Oh, Do you yeah. know what I mean? Well, I cheered myself up and boom. If, if any of you guys, obviously, you know, we fancy a chat. If you're having a duvet day or a down day, just yeah. give us a holler. Yeah. We'll cheer you up. We'll be always happy It's all good. We're all available yeah. on the um, on the social. Um, other uh, than that, you've been up to? Quite a bit this week. All right. Um, well, Call of Duty. There was um, like new new season. If you could that. get on there. Oh, what a pain in the ass that was! Oh, yeah. Yeah. So basically, Proper. yeah, um, it was a uh, advertised as like the destruction of this sort of um, map, map or yeah. playing area, and and they were going to do all this grand stuff, and um, yeah, but it was nobody could get on it. No, I heard that there was um a sh- a, like sh- high level streamers yeah. who were going in for a competition with like ten grand yeah, you know, on, the st- on stake and cancelled everywhere. They had to man. cancel it because sick? yeah, because nobody could bloody get on the server. Well, why would you do it on the bloody first day unless it's been properly tested? Obviously, there's oh yeah, well you can kind of blame them because you can kind of see it coming, can't you? You yeah. know it's going to and everyone happen. wants to get on it at the same time. So there you got a, you got another issue there. So still not really got to play that properly. No, and no. yeah, so I'm and you're sure a bit we disappointed as well, weren't you, about how uh, the destruction of the place. Yeah, because they because ba- they basically didn't did destroy it. destroy no. anything. I mean, I mean, unless something's coming in the future, I don't know. But it like, might be, you know, they kind Possibly. of they said they were going to destroy it, and then went ha ha, and went back in time to yeah. a point when it wouldn't have been destroyed. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you, like, you like you've just blagged me. Really built anyway. Um, other than that, um, it's been again lovely weather. So yeah. been on a few nice walks. Yeah, been yeah. seeing a lot of graffiti on the canals. And stuff, oh, yeah. which has got me back into graffiti. I've been watching some great people on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah Schmo. Yeah, um, he's a German artist. Yes. Definitely worth checking his work out. Honestly, um, I doubt. So he's. He, he, do you know what? He's very kind of. Um, 
informative with his videos as well because there's a lot of graffiti artists who just sit up set up a time lapse camera mm. and it's all like done and you just watch him time lapse and uh, but this guy he kind of like gives you pointers and walks through what he's doing and gets commissions and explains it so I've kind kind of like that it's got yeah. a blog ass element to it yeah, and yeah. then you see some finished work as well so oh, been yeah. getting into that um but in talking about art yeah. and stuff, um, our new merch design... Yes, it is. It's out there. ...is available now. Oh, yes. Thank you to the fantastic artist, Ross Cooker, who, yes. who came up with the design. It's yes. absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. If you haven't checked his work out, I'm leaving links to his uh, account everywhere, but I'll yeah. uh, drop a link in the description. Make sure you support him. He's a great artist. Um, but... Like I say, the merch is available now is. on Tee Public and Dizzy Jam. Just get your hands in your pockets. So it helps us. It does massively. Um, and obviously, you know, we have Patreon, we have Buy Me Coffee, ways of supporting us. Yeah. But getting a bit of something that's a bit, you know, physical, yeah, something for your money, buying bang. something for your money yeah. is is a good thing as well. It so is. we want to try and bring you the, the the best we can, best and quality that we so, can provide. You know. Ross has done us a great job on um, doing us a great design. So um, links are in the description. You can get available mugs, um, T-shirts, hoodies, um, long-sleeve T-shirts, all sorts of stuff. No, I don't. We didn't go with the caps. Didn't we go with the caps? Fridge magnets, stickers, buttons, face masks. Yeah, all available. Links in the description. It's great design. Thank you so much. Um, Nice one. Oh, God. Well, as I say, we are on Patreon as well. If you'd like yeah. to show us the support, yeah. uh, get over to Patreon slash Never A Straight Answer or buy me a coffee slash NASA pod. Or um, even if you can't do that, just support us by... Um, hitting that like. That's Subscribing. It. Subscribe for us. It's all good. We all helps. It. Yeah. So, um, if you've got any comments as well, you want to get involved, you know what to do. Never A Straight yeah. Answer at gmail.com or hit us up at the website neverastraightanswer.co.uk Come and have a chat. So, this week, like I say, we've got um, a lot coming up in the show. We have. Um, we've got our guest. We've got we some have. news. But before that, we've got Chain Connections. Yes, we have. Now, everyone wins this week. Yes, it was uh, Everyone wins. Easy one, wasn't it? it was a bit of an easy one. Yeah, right. I think the last clue definitely give it away and I all answers. That, yeah. And normally I'd go with the first answer, but everybody got it right. Well, yeah. be. Well, I wasn't sure at first because I kept getting your mum. <laughs> yeah, mom. Like, not just the, the answer, your mum. And I was yeah. like, well, is that the answer to chain connections or are people just being very abusive towards me? Well, yeah, um, you can't tell these so, things. So um, rather than, you know, like get on anyone's bad side, I'm yeah. going to say everyone's a winner. Yeah, I think so. So everybody, everybody, everyone's a winner. And you know what that means? You all get a... Yeah, so your mummy. Yeah. It was. Your mummy. Yeah, mummy. Mummy, mummy, mummy. If you can't be Egyptian. male, not just female. Male yeah, mummies. mummified. Yeah. Yeah, but well, yeah, but what I'm getting at is, um, you know, yeah, yeah never mind. <laughs> um, have you got some more clues for us this week? I have. Is it harder? Is it, is it a toughie? It, uh, well, it depends. It's not as easy as last week. I guarantee that one. Oh, God, it's not as easy as last week. Yeah, so, but right, it, okay. I don't think it's that hard either, if you think about it. Yeah, you'll get it in the end. Hit me. Hit ya. Okay, okay. The first one is big clothes, big bones. Big feet, big meat. Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Second one is two lines of teeth. These are supposed to have two lines of teeth. Mmm. Actually, yeah. You ah. mm, yeah, yeah. I hope people have been listening. And the third one is they could have been here before humans. Dinosaurs. Oh, could I don't know. Have been, well, yeah, what, what, could be. what could have been in between? I don't know. Well, if you well, think you yeah. know what Mr. Taylor's talking about and you think you can make a connection, then, you know, hit us up. Yeah. Uh, right or wrong answers, we're all good. We're happy to receive. Yes, we um, are. And, you know, um, we could be mentioning you and giving you a shout out as our True. next week's Smarty Pants of the Week. Yeah. You might um, even get it by accident. Get it by you accident. I just want to hear people's, you know, way, ways it. of thinking. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So. There you go. We had a bunch more clues delivered by Mr. Taylor. We do. So, you know, uh, give us your answers. You can uh, hit us up on Twitter for that or Instagram or wherever you want. Email us at neverstraightanswer at gmail.com. And we'll be there. Get involved. Yeah. Get involved, pickle. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Bring the public together. So, anyway, a uh, little bit of an advert. Um, normally, we'd give you an advert audible or something like that, but this we week... Would. Uh, this week's episode is brought to you in part by our merch. Yes, it our is. own merch. We've just mentioned it, but we're going to mention yeah. it again. You yes. know what to do: go over to T Public, or the website, um, or the Facebook shop. There's yes. plenty of ways to get it. Um, but again, we'll and leave a limited. link in the description. Yeah. This design is going to be only available for a limited time, it so is. make sure you get it while you can. Yeah. But who knows what's next? Well, that is true. Well, I picture, I think I know what's next. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. Looking forward to um, brainstorming that one with you. Oh, yes. Um. So, yes. Well, well, tonight we're joined on the Never a Straight Answer uh, podcast with a special guest. He's a ghost hunter who crosses over lost souls. He's an author and pioneer in positive thinking and clearing head trash. Welcome to the show, Sam the Miracle Man Shelley. Welcome, uh, Sam. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Taylor. No Good worries. To finally meet you. Yeah, glad to have you yeah. on the show. So you 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 seem like an absolute positive guy in your videos um, on yeah. YouTube and in interviews and stuff like that. Um, Even off your emails, I, I sort of get that vibe out of you. I mean, you, your website seems to be kind of aimed in those directions as well. I mean, where? Uh, let me start again. Sam, where did the Miracle Man come from? It's a bit of a title, that. Yeah, so where it came from was after I healed myself of the multiple sclerosis, bipolar, the migraines, the psoriasis, the arthritis, people were like, well, how'd you do this? How'd you do this? So I was like, okay, I guess I should write a book about this. So I wrote a book about it, sold it on Amazon. I actually had a publisher at that time, so it was a traditional book contract. But one of the book, first, one of the book reviewers on Amazon called me the Miracle Man. Ah, and right, that, okay. And, that's, that's and that has that stuck. stuck. I was going to say, because, I mean, it almost conjures up, um, especially when you say that you cured yourself, it's almost like those, um, you know, um, miracle healers you see, you know, um, you know, doing the rounds and kind of um, they get people up on stage and cure them of their ills. But you're saying that you did that to yourself. And they're not right. soft elements either. They're, they're, they're high on the list of medical yeah, I mean, well, this Stuff. is it, isn't it? These are these are kind yeah. of pr real, um, you know, yeah, these inflictions are, these that you need, you know, medical attention over. Yeah. I mean, what was right. it that made you start to think, I need to take this on myself and try and, you know, um, 
cure myself? Or what was it um, a case of that you felt that you could? No, the thing is, I never was, I was never focused on healing. From the multiple sclerosis, I lost the ability to walk at age 37, and I'm fine today. I can even juggle today. My coordination's all back. So, um, yeah, so the, all this all began, all my issues began when at the age six when I was remember by a van, and that caused the head trauma, the broken bones. So it all stemmed from there. Oh. So it was never about, you know, like being bipolar, dealing with the psoriasis, dealing with all the autoimmune disease like MS. So it was never about healing myself because I tell people the first rule to healing is you don't talk about healing. You don't think about healing because the mind throws up all sorts of roadblocks, head trash. It's like, oh, you can't do this. And then you'll tell other people, oh, I'm going to heal myself. And they're going to project their head trash onto you. So you never discuss healing. It just creates this this block. So you don't want to talk about that. So the way it came about for me was, and this goes back to the, the ghost hunting story that I'll share sometime, is was basically I read about meditation one day. Meditation, one of the benefits of meditation was inner peace. I'm like, I need that. So I was focused on peace, and peace cre- created my transformation. I think that's a, um, a, a good Wait, a good place to start with anything, you know, in any sort of uh, stress or sort of, um, you know, problem that you're facing, that to try and settle down, find a bit of peace. And, and you know, I don't think people in, in in these situations do think rationally a lot of the time. It's only when you kind of take that step back and find that peace that you start thinking a bit more clearly and trying to get a handle on us any given situation would you say that was right or yeah because at that point in my life with five diseases taking all this medicine cane everything i was really stressed out overwhelmed with life always wondering what else is going to go wrong one thing i did not have was peace i was really in a state of panic and anxiety and worry and stress the whole time so when i read about meditation it brings inner peace and like i need that can i ask are you religious um, no, no, I wouldn't say I'm particularly religious. If there's anything with religion that I, I see, it's basically the message of, if you want to go religious, it'll be the message of Jesus. His two commandments were, you know, love God with all your might, but I see God is within us. Yeah. Then love, love your neighbor as yourself. Those two yeah. teachings, it's all about love and peace and not all this battle and wars and all this. It's just about accepting one another. And yeah, we simply totally. don't have that in this yeah. society. Totally. Yeah, I totally mean, enough. it was a fundamental sort of lesson um, that, you, I mean, I was taught. I mean, treat people how you'd like to be treated yourself. I mean, oh, yeah. it, it's a no-brainer really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, in terms of like um, finding something that – finding meditation and finding um spirituality um how did that change things yeah so it really changed things for me because i saw if we want to get into the head trash the head trash is all this anxiety stress worry panic attacks all this stuff up in the head that's creating limitations so when it came to me when i discovered meditation after about two weeks And people just think I didn't have a really long meditation practice. So if you told me I had to sit a certain way, hold my hands a certain way, breathe a certain way, that was not the meditation for me. So you you kind of crafted your own sort of, um, your own sort of style. You your own body out and your own feelings. To me, it was just a relaxation process. Yeah. 
just sit in a, just a chair comfortable, close my eyes for five minutes a day. That's how I began, five minutes a day. But then I realized, first I was in the impression that meditation means you stop thinking. Then I discovered, oh, it, it's not that it stop thinking, because I was always saying, stop thinking, stop thinking. So it was a thought chasing a thought. Then I realized in about two weeks into meditation, it's like, wait a second, I have thoughts, but I'm not my thoughts. If I'm not my thoughts, who am I? Oh, that's a bit of a kind of like... A, yeah, that's a, deep, a, a, that, isn't it? Well, it's a play <laughs> on the, um, I, I think, therefore I am, but in a reversal, <laughs> if you like. Yeah. So it's like, well, you know, I, you you do have thoughts, which are obviously electrical impulses and signals to the brain, um, but are you your thoughts? Are you, I mean, because you can argue that you do, conf, you know, on a day-to-day, you have a conflicting sort of... Um, what your head tells you to what your gut tells you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, who, what, where'd you go with? I mean, at the end of the day, I was actually having a conversation with uh, Taylor about this and saying, you know, um, if I was to fall on hard times and need, you know, I found myself desperate and then, I, you know, I was, I had rent to pay and kids to feed and I found myself in a position where, you know, I, I was, I was, Put, pulling a gun on a Rock on a, a yeah. petrol station, uh, you know, clerk, and it's the case of your head's telling you, you know, you need to do this. These are the reasons, but your gut would tell you this is wrong. You can't do you this. There's going to be consequences, <laughs> you know. And it's, is it worth it? So you yeah. were right in that sense. Is like sometimes you, what your head's telling you is is logical, but isn't always the right path. Right. That's what I said. This mind is always guessing what is the right way. Why the heart simply knows the right way. It just simply knows it's that gut reaction. Like, oh, I need to go do this this way. Then your mind comes along and say, no, 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 that way's not going to work out. And you try it a different way. Then you're like, oh, why did I do it this way? The first way would have been the best way. Yeah. So we all yeah. had these experiences. Like we had these gut reaction. Like I need to go do it this way. Then your mind says, "Like no, that doesn't make any sense. That's going to create more work, more problems, yeah. more issues." I'm but yet the the mind is actually creating all the more problems because if you listen to yourself, you've been done a lot quicker. Yeah, because I'm actually I, I'm sort of I'm actually fighting in my head at the minute over uh, I want to set up a, a a kind of business and. And my head is going in one way, but then it keeps directing me to other different things quickly. And it's like, no, keep my concentration on that. And it's not, it's letting me go. Maybe that's a sign, that, bro. Could be sign. Could be, right. could be. So, yeah, so there's this something I liked recently, you know, with, I heard what David Icke was saying recently, and I thought it was pretty good. He's like, you tell people that you're thinking, he, he, he said he points to your head. But they said, I, if I know, they're pointing to their heart. So, so I'm thinking about their point through the head, but if I know, it's it's the deeper place. Yeah. So I so do you think that. that's like a body language thing, where it's like, um, or, you know, they do it unconsciously. So, you know, in terms of, it, it's almost I like a bit of a lie detector, isn't it? Well, not in, in that sense, but like in the body language, a tell, if you like, where, yeah. Yeah. you know, um, the point to the head, as if to say. Yeah, and it's an yeah. automatic Whereas if you point to your heart, it's more like you kind of, I can trust you a little bit more because you've, you've actually, this is a coming from, from somewhere else rather than yeah. just electrical thoughts and impulses. Well, I, I've got, I'll I, I ask both of you this question actually. Out of the three of them, your head, your brain and your, uh, your heart, sorry, and your gut, 
which one would you take over all of them? I would say it was over. Um, gut feeling is um, primitive. I'd say yeah, personally, I'd, say, I'd say your gut feeling goes back to you know um, your survival instincts. Yeah. You know those times in in history when when we had to fight for survival, yeah. protecting, yeah, or protecting our our um, village or whatever the situation was. Um, you know, your gut feeling yeah. is usually a right feeling. I always find. I mean, how do you? What would you say in that respect, Sam? Yeah, what I would say is the gut feelings and the heart are the one and the same. It's your heart, is your spirit, your consciousness. That's where that wisdom is coming from. So yeah. you can see there's coming from your gut or your heart, but it's all coming from spirit, from soul, from that consciousness within us. Well, that's funny, Dad, because I was going to say as well, uh, scientists actually believe that you're, you've got two brains. You've got one in your in your head, and you, your second brain is actually gut because it's actually uh, a, a part from your brain but it actually works on its own system, its oh, own okay. ecosystem. Okay. Cool. Right. So, so in a funny way, that's a funny way from your heart to, is to your gut, to your head is actually to your... And there's, there's, there's a connection there. Yeah, there's good connections there. So when you were saying earlier about how, like, so, you, so you've basically found meditation, um, you, you've basically come up with your, your own way of doing it. You've not kind of followed any sort of, like, teachings you've kind of thought right well i'm gonna chill out i'm gonna um you know settle my mind and so you've come to the conclusion that it just because you may just because you're thinking about things it doesn't define you is that correct right because when you start identifying like my body my this my that then it starts to become a trigger. You just really become attached to that. And they realize, realize that with this body is very temporary. Like look at all the photos over your lifetime. Like you don't have this five-year-old body anymore. You don't have this 15-year-old body anymore. Oh, if you're not these bodies, <laughs> then, then who are you? You know, if you don't have this body, then who are you? Well, this you're is the, the thing. Do you not find that as well though? You, you, you don't feel any different within you, yourself. Like, because this is what you hear this from the like old time is a lot yes. you know, I, I still feel 18 you know totally. and yeah. I do believe that because like obviously your soul if if, if that genuinely exists is I'd consider it to be a lot more infinite than your physical presence as well so like you were saying there your body's just like a vessel if you like but mm. you've got this I always feel like your soul feels a lot younger than you you've physical self mm -hmm. if you like yeah. so you know yeah absolutely because the soul is timeless so it was never born and never dies it just is it's always was here and there's only one consciousness if you will one consciousness yeah. and we're all totally different agree. forms in this in this consciousness so we're all the one expression so that's why we can tap into you know people that were here before because their spirit is still here and things yeah. of that nature that's the consciousness is still here like i'm connected residence. To yeah i'm connected to guys in ways i can't explain connected to taylor in ways i can't explain it's this deeper deeper level yeah, yeah. I, well, this is yeah. this is it i mean I, I do i do believe in in connections and you know um deep spiritual connections where um you don't know why but you just feel like you're supposed to know this person or you're supposed to kind of have a have this connection but it's it's yeah. it's one of those where it's like when you think of spirits um existing past um 
human life, I suppose, or like the the physical world. Um, what's the answer there? I mean, where where are these spirits dwelling? I mean, are they, is it a case that there's some that are just trapped here, or is it a case that they choose to be here, or they've just had problems, you know, unfinished business, and you know they've not yeah, had no a chance to, to cross between. over. Yeah, they just haven't crossed over. And I, I'm really curious about that, too, is why do some souls to stay on the Earth plane, if you will? Why are they here still? And I really don't know why. Maybe they feel some guilt, some remorse, or they died tragically and they don't even realize that they lost their body. Um, so that's oh, a, that's a, so that's the cases I've seen. You know, I, I, I've, I've crossed over somebody that wasn't an accident. They didn't realize they died. And... Um, yeah, then I crossed over a doctor that felt guilty about, you know, the treatment of his patients. So, you, well, I'd love to hear about that because, I mean, yeah. th- this seems like a... I mean, firstly, you say you're into ghost hunting. Uh, how did you get into that? Well, 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 you have to go back to my multiple sclerosis days. When I was dealing with the MS, you realized I lost the ability to walk. I had to use a cane. So it pretty much was like a couch potato. I, I just hung out and watched a lot of TV. So, like, I, I came from a corporate world, so things were, like, black and white. There was nothing really out there. So when I saw this ghost hunting thing, it's like, oh, this is interesting, but this is TV. So I don't know if it's real or not. Well, it's entertaining, at least. Yeah. So, so I was watching that, and I was like, but then I saw a tweet from one of the ghost hunters, Chris Williams. She said, hey, we're having this event in Fort Mifflin, Fort Mifflin in Philadelphia. I was like, oh, I can probably go. I can probably get a hotel room nearby because with MS – I had like lots of chronic fatigue and all sorts of issues. Yeah, so so traveling was like a bit more stressful an than an, from yeah. than an average person traveling or going to an event like this. Yeah, so yeah, it was about an hour away, and it was an adventure for me to, to drive an hour. So I got a hotel nearby. I figured I'd probably could be good for the event for about an hour, hour and a half, because I had to wear cooling packs. Because if I got too hot, the body would shut down. Oh, right. So I had to wear cooling packs. Um, so, I had, so it was a really ordeal for me to go. I had to get you know my cane, all my medicine, cooling pack. I even had a freezer in my car so I can keep my cooling packs cool. So I had that. So I had all this set up. So, yeah, so I got to um, – so I saw this tweet from Chris Williams. So I went to this ghost haunt in um, Fort Mifflin. So I got to the event and I was like, all right, well, I did my research. Like which seems to be the most active areas? Because I could figure I'm only here for about an hour maybe an hour, a little more than an hour. So, okay, the place most active that I'm seeing on all these shows and stuff is the casemates. That's where they, that's where they house the ammunition during the Revolutionary War. That's where they um, use it as a, a prison during the Civil War here in the States. So that was like the really... Yeah, so it's got a lot act. of tragic history behind that area specifically. Yeah, so I, I got to the, the casemates. So at this point, you got to realize as the corporate guy, didn't know if this was real or not, but we're going to go check it out. Yeah, because I suppose you go in there with a bit of skepticism, but also kind of like intri- intrigued. Uh, you know, you're intrigued by the whole thing. But I mean, this, uh, this is how I'd be. I'd love to go on one of these ghost um, excursion events so, sort of things, but I'd be partially skeptical because... If I was there with other people, I'd be thinking, are they kind of, you know, it's it's like we were talking about the Ouija boards, weren't we, a, a couple yeah. of, uh, last week. And, yeah. you know, when you're young, people, you, you play with, or you, you, you do these things with, like, friends, 
and you're always a bit kind of like, who's pushing this? You know, and you know, there's yeah. always a bit you of skepticism behind it. So did you go in there? Like you say, you were pretty corporate. So was it kind of 50, 50? Yeah, it was like 50, 50. I wasn't sure what to speak. Cause I saw like, I only saw ghost hunting on TV and to me, TV can be scripted. So I didn't yes. know it was real or fake or anything. So, so when we first got into the casemates, we sort of got settled in. They had like these these old benches that used to be beds and stuff. So I just sat down on one of those old benches. And they said, oh, we're going to start with an EVP session, which I thought, I was like, why are they doing EVP? Because it was right next to the airport and it was like really noisy and stuff. So they did that for like 15 minutes or so. And it was, to me, I was just sitting there bored out of my mind. Like there's nothing happening. There's nothing going on. Then somebody that was attending put out a flashlight, one of those twist flashlights. They put out the flashlight like about 10 feet away from them. And they said, turn this flashlight on. And you know, 10 seconds went by and the flashlight came on. And they said, turn this flashlight off. And the flashlight went off. So they were doing this for about a minute or two. And it's like, that's really interesting. But that's not my flashlight. So I put out my flashlight yeah. and it did the same thing. So there was like um, a... a, a, a- a gap between you switching it on and it actually physically coming on. Yeah. So the, the flashlight was still going on off by command, like their flashlight was, cause I know it was my flashlight. It wasn't fiddled with. It yes, wasn't yeah, messed yeah. with. It was my flashlight. Then right after that experience, cause like I said, it was sitting on this old bench. It felt like somebody sat next to me. I could not see. Okay. So like an the, energy sensation. Yeah. It felt like a sensation. Somebody sat next to me. Then I just felt this overwhelming sense of dread when they sat down next to me. Ah. So, so it's like, well, that was really interesting. So then I went, the, the, the time in the casemates was over. So I had that experience. We went to a, like the, um, you know, into the office building, like the court, like the Colonel's headquarters or whatever that building was called. We went there next and I was there for like 10, 15 minutes. Nothing was happening. It was very boring. My packs were starting to the melt and I was like, well, I need to get out of here. So I just left. But I was really curious after that. It's like, all right, what did I experience? What is this ghost thing? What is this? But at the time, my vision was, wasn't was great. Like I couldn't read for more like 10, 15 minutes or we get these super bad migraines. So I eventually like, all right, who knows best about ghosts? Who's, the, who's like the authority on this? And at that time, I think I was watching the show Medium. So I was like, ah, Medium. Okay. Why not? So, why not? And Alison Dubois has some books. So like, so I started to read some of her books and I forget who else was reading, but eventually I found one book that talked about meditation and how they'd use meditation to get into that space, if you will. Right. And, but, but they talked about briefly about meditation for like two, three pages, no more than that. It was like one page and you flipped it over and that was about it. But they talked about the benefits of meditation, like inner peace. Like the one benefit jumped out me was like inner peace and like, oh, I need that. Ah, so this is so this is where this came about. So in terms of ghost hunting saving your life, it was a case of that it was something that you <clears throat> kind of if you wouldn't have gone to that experience that day and you know, I know you're saying it was a difficult sort of thing to do, getting this whole you know, kit together to go just to spend a couple of hours elsewhere from your home. And if you wouldn't have done that, then you wouldn't have discovered this sort of, this enlightenment, if you like, that's kind of changed your life. Right. I would never had that experience. You know, it was always still be in the corporate world. You know, I'd probably be dead by now because I was so sick. It was 10 years ago. 
and my health was declining. So, so only never, 10 years ago? So what, yeah. did the doc, what were the doctors saying Jeez. about this as you were making this recovery? Uh, well, my doctors could not explain me. Um, so the doctors couldn't explain me. You know, last time I saw my neurologist for MS, he's like, well, your scans are clear. Your blood work is better than mine. He questioned me for 45 minutes trying to quantify what I did. Yes. He had no answer. When I saw a doctor out in San Francisco at a conference that I went to, he's a pretty famous doctor that's in that circuit, Dr. Gabor Mate. He asked me some questions and he just said, and he just paused for things like, oh, you stop believing your mind. Ah, right, ah, okay. So he did it before. You see, no, no, he's got a very interesting point here, right? Because I've always said this about, um, for, for instance, cancer patients, right? So you, you're fine one minute and then you're diagnosed, right? And it always seems that people deteriorate significantly after the diagnose um, with, with illnesses, and I always think, is that the stress of it? Is it your mind and how you're dealing with it? And is it actually increasing it and sort of speeding things up? Because it can't be good for you in terms of the knowledge. I mean, they say ignorance is bliss, don't they? And I mean, in some respects, yeah, and I agree with that. But in medical sense, you know, you need to kind of, you know your own body and you know when there's something wrong. And yeah. But... It always does seem that once you've had that diagnosed, um, been diagnosed by a doctor, that there is a, a, a very quick deterioration. And I do kind of think that is something to do with the mind and how um, you handle it, if you like. And sort of like the placebo effect. Well, maybe. Kind of kind of uh, thing. You believe in... Well, maybe that that you just, it's, it's just actually... the whole pressure and the stress of everything that's kind of like, and the realisation that it is happening, you know, then does it kind of, you know, exacerbate things? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I'm not a medical doctor. I wouldn't claim it to, to stress say. Would go, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd so say stress, I can, definitely. I can say in my own experience, so like when I was diagnosed with either bipolar, MS, whatever the ailment was, I was always reading everything I can about that and the side effects of the medication. So it was always like, what else is going to go wrong? Yeah. And things were, I was creating my own self-fulfilling reality, if you will, more I was studying. Because it was like my MS, my this, my this. I was like very, very attached to that. And so, you know, that's one of the things I recommend for people that are newly diagnosed for MS. Don't read, don't read, don't join support groups, just uh, don't try to attach to those things because that doesn't have to be your reality. I mean, I, you know, I lost the ability to walk at age 37. I'm fine now because I let go of all these stories, all this stress, all this head trash. And it's, it's a known thing, you know, that stress is poisoning us. It really creates a toxic inner environment oh, yeah. where we're completely stressed out. Yeah. You can't even, you can't think straight when you're stressed out. Oh no, I, I've, I've, feel a totally different person when I'm having stressed, stressy days, you know, and it's like, and I, you know, when you, I think most people would agree, you know, they'd say that, um, it is toxic. It, it, it poisons your, your sort of your soul, if you like, in terms of like, um, being a happy person, um, even just being, um, a person who gets up and is a motivated person, but it, it takes that, it chips that away at you, this, these sort of stresses and depressions. So, you know, yeah. um, 
So you you feel perfectly fine now. Yeah, I've been healthy now for nine years, going on ten without medicine, without came with nothing. That's amazing. It's like it's remarkable, mate. You know, I'm looking at you. And, 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 and to be called the miracle man, I can see why yeah. now. So yeah. um, when you, so you've been kind of. So I assume that you carried on ghost hunting after this sort of, after you started, kind of, you made this realisation that, you know, it's helped you in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's like, um, I really don't do any really, per se, formal ghost haunting. I've gone to like a haunted B&B before and try to poke around and see what happens. I had some interesting experiences with orbs interacting with me. That was kind of interesting. Okay. And plus at this... At this other B and B that I went to, that was supposedly haunted, I had a door shut that had no explanation. So where's the crossing over? I mean, how did you? So I'm I'm a bit curious. So you said that you know, um, obviously, the the game, you you. Sorry, I can't even speak. Um, your recovery <laughs> was tremendous and miraculous um, in itself. But you say that you started kind of feeling a bit more kind of um, spiritual and uh, having gifts, I suppose, if you could put it that way. Um, is that correct? Yeah, like I said, we all have these spiritual gifts because we are this spiritual being and we just completely identify with this human form, this human body, this human condition. But once we let go of the head trash, these stories, oh, this identity, the ego, then everyone just opens up to these gifts. What, the what really skilled mediums and psychics are there's just one more practice. They just practice more about because when you're when you're dealing with the spirit world, they give you these images and pictures, and you're trying to to put it together. And people that are more practiced can put that story together. Oh, they're trying to communicate this with me. They're trying to communicate this. Yeah. I mean, the best experience I had with a medium was Thomas John here in New York City. He actually did this show in New York City, and during the middle of the show, he just stops and does reading at, readings with the audience. And he 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 pulled some things out of my family life. There's no way he could have known from my father, my distant great uncle. He just pulled this stuff out. Yeah, so because it's not it's even like there. observational stuff that he could have just picked up just generally. He he's gone deep and give you information that isn't widely available. You haven't advertised or, any of it. Right, because one of the things I was doing that he picked up was I was just trying to, you know, like, can I use an object from my great uncle to communicate with my great uncle? So I was actually sitting with his watch and he's like, oh, I, what's this watch I'm seeing? Oh, right. So it was kind of like he, he was able to, to kind of identify that this was not only an old watch, but it belonged to your uncle. Right. And he was able to pick up and like, oh, what's this watch I'm seeing associated with the war and just really went on to the whole story about my uncle then my there's a really distinct picture of my father who's since passed where one of his last birthdays he had this huge sunday in front of him there's like no way he would have known this information so it was really he's like but we all have these abilities he's just very practiced at it of how to interpret all these well that's it and it's interpretation of what you've been told to what you actually believe to what you to what you see well right because i I saw another medium in New York City, went to one of his events. He was getting images, but he had didn't have the practice, didn't have the interpretation. He would see things, but he didn't know how to put them together. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that's, it is funny, isn't it? Because it was like, um, you know, 
How do we know we're not all getting these signs and signals? It's just that we're not very good at um, reading them and, um, and you know, taking them on and, and basically de- deciphering what they mean, I suppose, surely. Um, but I think well, yeah. these people who are very more in tuned with um, how the world works and and the very kind of skill that being able to deduce and read and... I think and the innocence of kids is one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Innocence like, of kids still actually uh, have that kind of ability. And we seem to we seem to lose it and we seem to do you think get we just get to lose being a child. I think we just get kind, kind of, of caught person. up in the in the world and society how it is. Yeah. And um, it's, it's like I was saying to you the other day about how um, dreams, you know, when yeah, I find yeah. sometimes I don't, quite a lot of my time, I don't remember my dreams. But I think majority of the time is that I'm waking up in such a, oh, I've got to go up and get up and do this. That yeah, I don't have something time, else in your mind. I've I don't got have time to think yeah. about these things. And yeah. I think this is it. It's like we're not blind to it. We're just not paying attention close yeah. enough. Totally. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, because we're always getting signs and symbols around us, and we're not stop putting the pictures together. Maybe you know, if you lost like a an an aunt, uncle, but maybe they had their favorite song, and then suddenly there's favorite songs playing on the radio that you'd never hear, but you're just too busy, you're not paying attention to like, oh, oh if I listen to there, it's really prominent. Uh, yeah, totally, totally. So when, how did you get into kind of the crossing over part of um, your story? Because um, that intrigued me because, I mean, like you said earlier that you've had a few kind of um, ghost experiences. Um, so, especially with the one in your first encounter where you said you felt this sort of presence sat beside you, um, is that the only sort of, sort of, I mean, have you kind of come across any, any physical manifestations of ghosts? Can I just throw an extra bit on that? Uh, do you uh, do you get a different sense of feeling um, of uh, spirits now to where you was beforehand, where you uh, uh, where you you wasn't looking into this kind of stuff to to all the stuff you've been through like is and it, is to it get where you are now. Once you switch it on, you can't yeah. sort of switch can it you, off. And there's yeah, a so different it, penetration. Yeah, there yeah, there's there's an ability to switch it off, saying you know, so you don't really. Because otherwise, if you're always on, especially in New York City, it would be so overwhelming if you were always on. Oh, so, <laughs> but oh, at yeah, that time, yeah. you know, at, during Fort Mifflin, it was just an experience. You know, this uh, oh, there's sitting somebody sitting next to me. Just add it more to the mystery. What did I experience here? But now, if I feel a presence, now I can tune into them and have a discussion with them. Really? So you right, can actually okay. you can physically communicate. Right. If they're if they're really here and they're not like a residual energy, I've run into experiences too, where it's like a residual energy, sort of like a, a movie playing over and over and over again. The one experience I had with that was in some small town in Pennsylvania. I was doing a, um, that's when I used to do what's before COVID. I could do house calls. Um, I went over to somebody that was having some kind of issues like relationship issues or something. So I was just sitting there and then across the way I saw like in a dining room, I was like, What's the history of this place? It's not very good. It wasn't a very good history. I saw this this husband swiping his wife down, like whacking her. Oh, wow. 
Just like over and over again, just as a hub and whacking the wife. Oh my days. Then I heard the story was, oh, their fights were legendary. He, right. the, so the husband and wife known. were constantly, yeah, like she would kick him out of the house. She would throw dishes at him and all sorts of things. Like they had a really volatile relationship. So oh, now geez. this, now in this living room, and then this dining room, now they're just replaying this scene where they're just, the energy is just stuck there. I it's mean, just residual. They're not there. just like a. I suppose the, in the, traumatic experiences as well, that when emotions are heightened, that energy could potentially, you know, be stay, in that stay, area. stay longer, yeah. like you say, be more residual in terms so, of. So like cracking a, a time hole or like a, a wormhole or kind of thing. Like if you were to do that kind of thing, you space, you know, tear something in space, but in a reality where we can't perceive it apart from when we get that feeling of, you know, there's something there and you actually see, you know, well, the object that you're seeing. Right, the, like the, the building itself that was holding that energy. Like the yeah. spirits weren't there. It was just yeah. the, the place was just holding that and keep relooping it. Yeah. Why do you think that it's... Why do you think spirits do tend to kind of stick around in houses and buildings like that? Because I always feel like, you know, if if I was a spirit, I'd want to... I'd want to move on a bit. I'd, I'd want to kind of explore and move, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a wanderer as it is, you know, like, in so case you probably can. I wouldn't want to be stuck indoors in the same building for the rest of eternity. Yeah. Like I can talk about like the one time, you know, like that's when I was working in the corporate world, you know, that was after my healing and still in the corporate world. Like I was driving to work one day and it's like, why is traffic really built up? Because I was really had to take some back roads to get to work. And like, why is this, really backed up and I learned that there was a really major accident up ahead. So turning the radio, I heard like some, like some woman died in this accident up ahead. So it was like, so I just made my way to, you know, work a different way. But then later that night I was starting to do yoga at that time. Yeah. I was doing my yoga. So, and I was just, that studio was really about like, a, I don't know, maybe like, like a kilometer away. It was pretty close to the accident where the yoga studio was. Yeah. So yeah. we're just sitting there in meditation one and that evening. And I just felt myself being pulled to this accident, just astrally traveling to this accident. And I saw this woman standing there on the side of the road where the accident happened. So I just had to like move her on, but an astrolet to say, yeah, I'm sorry you passed on. You're going to need to move to the light now and just really comfort her and try to be gentle with her that, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, what's the process there? I mean, in terms of moving people on, is it just a case of a conversation um, or, you know, um, like you were saying earlier about how traumatic experiences and sometimes they don't even know. So, Mm, I mean, how would that conversation go? I mean, it's like, it must be pretty difficult in terms of like, I'm sorry, but you've passed on and right. I can help you. You know, I always, yeah, I'm sorry. Go on, sorry, sorry, you Sam. died in this accident. I'm sorry to hear that you died in this accident, but now your family's waiting for you. See that light over there. Walk to that light. See, and be that must them. be encouraging. Yeah. To say that. I mean, those, I mean, that is kind of yeah. like the, 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 the one thing that you've said there that would make me go, Okay, you know I, I'm 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 on board with what you're saying here, and you know what towards the light I'll I'll be with my family. That'd be, yeah, straight I'd away. I'd be still hesitant to be honest. 
I'm walking to the white light because it's always to the white light. But I always think of uh, if you were to die on the surgeon's uh, table and it says go to the white light, generally you come back. Well, yeah, yeah actually, back. yeah, that's yeah. that I've heard that as well, actually, yeah. So, um, so it'd be a case of mm, it depends on, on well, the experience, way, I suppose. What's I suppose happening either at that time. way, really, you're either coming back to this this plane of existence or you're passing on, aren't you? So, I mean, either way, it's going to be. Yeah, because yeah, the, the thing is, with the operating room, you can come back because you still have the body there. When you're in a really tragic accident like this, you ah, can't come yes. back. Because yeah. there's no body to come back to. Like in yeah. the operating room, there's a body to come back to. The other story that I have about you know, crossing someone over was an old girlfriend of mine had a house down the street from Penhurst. Yeah. Penhurst is very famous in the States, in Pennsylvania, where they used to, you know, mentally challenge kids they used to ship them away to this institution if you will they just used to ship them away like it was too hard to take care of them so it was the practice that dumping ground yeah so it's the, Pen- ground, the yeah. penhurst state school hospital um originally known as the pennsylvania state institute for the feeble-minded and epileptic i said yes. what a t- what a name for a bit i mean after 79 years of controversy it was closed in 1987 um, so go on. T- um, this is down the road from Penthurst. Yeah. So she literally lived like maybe within two kilometers of this place. It was literally on the same road, right down the road a little bit. And so it was really curious, you know, at her house, the, her dogs never went into the basement. I thought that's curious. These dogs have a lot of energy. They're they're kind of big dogs. They're really playful with a lot of energy. They get to the stop of the steps and just look down. It's like, what is going yeah, on? That this, this, just something down there that they're not Six too cents. keen on. This is it. I mean, animals, you said this earlier, didn't you, Taylor? How animals mm. have a, a, a sense of these things as well as children and stuff. Um, yeah. So did you find this kind of suspect straight away? Yeah, this was like, I was like, this is unusual. What is going on here? So I went to go investigate and it's like, Ah, there's a doctor living in the basement. I see him over what? there in the corner. Was it, a pe- was it one of the doctors from Penthurst? Yes. Oh. I actually had, I had a conversation with him. It took a lot to move this doctor over. Can it, do you know so, what his name was? I don't know his name, but he was filled with a lot of guilt, a lot of remorse, and that he didn't do more. And I actually had to talk to him, convince him that you were just staff. You weren't the administrators. You weren't really that responsible. You just did your best with the patients that you had. And just to really like, give him a lot of talking and convincing that he did his best. He wasn't an administrator. He wasn't in charge. He had his select group of patients, and that was it. So after I, I, after I had this discussion with him for a good five minutes, maybe 10, it was a really long discussion to convince him that he did nothing wrong. That was the administrators above him. Yeah. Then I just felt him move on. Then the next time I came back, I opened the basement door and the dogs went flying down. It's right. like, oh, we have a new place to explore. So they were Whoa. quite happy to go down after that. Yeah, they were. They, yeah. Then after that, they constantly went down the basement because it was a new place that they never explored before. I'm wondering what this story is of this doctor to find the the fact that he was down in this basement. Um, away from the building away from the building especially after all that went on there um mm. it i don't know was he i mean did he do you know the circumstances of his death did he go into that or 
no, it didn't go into that. I wasn't really trying to get his like life history, if you yeah. will. I was just trying to like, how can I get him to move on? How can they let go of of that? My feeling was that that was probably his house when he was a doctor there. Yes. So do you think? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's one of those where it's like it, you start thinking about the history of these people and and what led them to 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 fight well to if they were to die in that property um and generally speaking would you have said that he died in the basement no i wouldn't say he died in the basement i think he just felt he just what i'm fine with that was where he well he was and if you know in his comfort place where he he didn't woodwork or something else maybe he just be away away from people living in who lived in the house now like like you say he wanted to be alone and isolated you know and that was a perfect spot but yeah you're like a negotiator for ghosts yes (laughs) yeah i actually see when you when when you were telling me about this um i kind of it sparked my mind off again about um penthurst and there was um a I read a couple of reports about this Dr. Fear, right? And I started yeah. to wonder if it could have been, you know, related. Um, this was Jesse Fear, who's a resident doctor at Penthurst in the late 20th century, um, had admitted um, under inquiry about several patient abuses, um, including injecting patients with chemicals to in, um, induce severe pain in order of punishment. Um, and um, apparently he is known to haunt the Mayflower building over at Penthurst. And a lot of investigators have been over there and said they've got EVPs and stuff. And Mm. they say that there's bodies buried all over the premises, like at Penthurst. So, I mean, even for, I mean, could be out of the grounds as well. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, I think the whole area must be kind of be bothered if you like, have 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 hauntings of some description. Um, I think it's one a very fascinating place. When he apparently said, when um, they asked him where they put the bodies, he said he burnt a lot of them. And this was a ghost apparently that had said this. Yeah, I just was just curious who this Doctor Fear was, so I just googled them here, and that's not who I saw. Was it not? Right. Okay, that's cool. Well, like you say. I think he was one of the practicing doctors there rather than somebody who was just like, you know, a nurse or somebody who, like you say, in administration terms, there'll be like a matron or somebody high up who yeah. runs the place. And then you've yeah. got your your staff doctors and then everybody else. So I'm assuming it would have been that top brass who made all those sort of decisions in terms of treatments. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was just a staff doctor. Yeah, he wasn't in charge. He just, that's why I felt so guilty and remorseful that he was powerless. So that's fair enough. That's, that's amazing. Fair enough. I mean, it's amazing that you know you um, this this kind of happens um, and happened to yourself. I mean, what do you think? Uh, do you think it was kind of? I mean, I don't know what we talked about ego earlier, but do you think you were kind of given this sort of as a gift to do? Th- more and kind of try and do like you say be a, a negotiator or somebody spread to, the word to kind of help cross spirits over or yeah. do you think it, it's a calling or something that's just a byproduct of something else or just an awakening 
Yeah, it's something I've actually really struggled with. After I did my healing, what is my purpose? What do I want to focus on? Is it mediumship? Is it psychic? But what it was to me, what ultimately came down to was, I really want to help people that are dealing with chronic illnesses like multiple sclerosis, bipolar, migraines, even cancer. I have some really remarkable stories on people I help with cancer. And that's like, well, of all these paths, the one that can make the most difference is the people that are dealing with these health challenges, these modern myths with health. You know, once you lose your health, yeah. it's gone forever. I'm living proof that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, so you're not wrong there. I mean, obviously, I mean, it's like um, you did see doctors as well. Um, but would you say that their advice and their help was partially um, to, to kind of partially involved in your um your recovery or would you say that it was um you tried that and it didn't work for you and like you were saying earlier the doctor seemed a bit dumbfounded by the whole situation did they ever come up with a, a theory or a hypothesis to why this we'll could have happened on. no but what i what i really see is you know the, the medicine was good, like the uh, the bipolar medicine was good because when I was diagnosed with bipolar, I was suicidal in my 20s. So it took me five years to get the bipolar medicine correct. So it gave me the stability. If I didn't have the stability, I probably wouldn't have been able to meditate even that five minutes of just yeah. quieting my mind down. So the medicine gave me the foundation. That's why I tell people that medicine isn't necessarily bad. It gives you stability. It gives you foundation. Yeah. Then once you find your own strength, then maybe you won't need that oh, anymore. I think yeah. everybody's got it within themselves to, to combat stuff like depression and, you know, like um, anxieties and things like that. Um, I, you know, uh, without the aid of prescription medication, it's just a case of being strong within yourself. Um, yeah, you know, I think um, it's just a case of like being a positive, you know, person and not letting it beat you in in a lot of ways, you know, and that's 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 a really positive message to send out, I think. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. Like I saw my psychiatrist was good. He gave me the meditation to build that foundation. But he never once said to me when I was going through all this stress, all these stories, autoimmune disease, it's like, Hey, have you ever tried meditation? Have you ever tried yoga? Something to quiet the mind? It was, was like, here, here's another medicine. Here's another yeah, this. Very he quick. Never, very quick to do never, that. He, he never tried to, he never said to me, hey, you, do you realize you're not your thoughts? Well, yeah. I remember when I was taking like morphine tablets, like I, I, I went into the doctors and he turned around and said, you were taking more morphine tablets than a cancer patient. And that shocked me so much that within that five years, it made me uh, strong-willed uh, enough to actually come off the medication itself. Mm-hmm. But bit by bit, but slowly getting there by um, uh, self more positive. Uh, use it, don't don't like, just keep it there, you well, know, I think and, the, the, and I think it. With a, a use it people, and make it work. I think yeah, that's great, Taylor. You found your strength. That's really yeah, good, Taylor. You yeah, found definitely. your strength. It's a case of like, um, you know, trying to, you've got to understand yourself, haven't you? I think when people yeah. say, um, oh. you know, the first step in, um, you know, finding happiness is being happy yourself and happy within yourself. Um, yeah. it, it's easier said than done for a lot of people. You know, people yeah. are just kind of inherently unhappy a lot of the time. And the way that the world is, you know, it doesn't do us any favours. So I think taking that time out to quiet your mind, to... Um, meditate to try and um, close yourself off from the 
the the busyness and the kind of the hectic world outside um yeah. can do your wonders and i mean i'm not just just in your kind of your health and your well-being but in terms of you never know it could kind of unlock something and maybe um open your eyes to something you never thought are possible yeah right that's exactly it because people just say you know snap out of it let go and people think it's like really easy and it's like if it was that easy we would have no health challenges in the world there'd yeah. be no stress totally. if you just let it go yeah. that's why the mind is very possessive it really grabs onto that head trash and it doesn't want to throw it out very it's strong. like oh this this story is strong so it's this practice of just oh this isn't my truth i need to let I need to start weakening this and letting it go. And I always go with, uh, I control my body. My body doesn't control me. Well, mm-hmm. sometimes depends. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, back yeah. out occasionally but and I'm like, oh, no, it's still my body's do, crap. I control my body. I make the decisions on what I do. If my body's telling me I want ice cream, I'm going to have ice cream. My body's telling me nah, not to have ice cream. Not, you know what I mean? It's yeah, one of them. But as as Sam has just said, that it could that not be your brain telling that you want ice cream, and uh, you're not you you're not your brain. No, you're not your thoughts. That's my gut. Is it? <laughs> yeah, definitely my gut. What your gut is saying, your heart's probably saying is eat the carrots and not the ice cream. cream your brain exactly. Saying, eat the ice cream. The, yeah. the, the, the the hardest time you eat your veggies, eat your fruits. Yeah, true, exactly. There's a, there's the a reason. On, there's a reason why I've got a moderation. full, a full fruit bowl and an empty sweet drawer, mate. That's. Well, got to be everything has got to be. If you're going to take something, it's got to be in moderation. Never o- over excess whatever you're going to be using, because then that is abuse. So, yeah. Sa- Sam, um, we're going to have to we're going to have to cu- close up. But I mean, is there anything else that you want to kind of uh, any tips for kind of um, you know any upcomings? Well, is there anything that you, you're doing at the moment that you'd want to plug, or is there anything that you um, or any tips that you'd like to give our listeners? on how to maybe they want to try and get into meditation and they don't really want to go down the religious route or anything like that, anything that you can recommend to get people started? Yeah, so what I just tell people, so once a month I do what's called the circle. It's just a community gathering where I just join all the energies together and we clear out the head trash so you can start finding your own voice, you're finding your own truth. So I create my circles, but I don't call them healing circles. I just call them circles because healing has all these stories. And so we, we want to let go of the stories, join the circle. And that's that's where you create the miracles is by being that place of peace. That's where it happens. And you can always find me on like, if you go into the Head Trash Anonymous Facebook group, they can get a copy of my first book for free. They can just download that PDF. They can find me on Head Trash Anonymous. They can find me on YouTube as Sam the Miracle Man. And I'm sharing a video there every day for the last four months talking about this um and that's what i mean i just created a fun video yesterday and it's really what's coming to this society right now is like trust me i know what's best for you with all the other thing that we see right now what they're trying to force in society trust me i know what's best for you and they don't know as you were saying taylor that we live in this body we know what's best for us yeah others are just guessing what's best for us we have to follow our We've got to follow our own instincts, our own gut instincts, and follow that voice and not allow the mind to lead us astray off our path. Yeah. And unfortunately, people are, are just in this fear 
state that they're not listening to themselves. They're just marching along with them. They say, uh, no, thanks. I want to march this direction. I think we've kind of been um, sort of pigeonholed into this though recently, haven't we? It's, it's got a lot yeah, worse. Totally. And in terms of like um, how... You know, it, it, we could say the lockdown, for instance, you know, you get locked down and, and everybody's been told you've got to do this and act this certain way for the time being. But it's when the time being becomes a lifetime is when, you know, the you start thinking, uh, well, you know, things need to change. Well, it's not that it, it's like you were saying there, you know, yourself, you know, you know, your own body and mind and, you know, you know, and enough's enough and. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't. It, do, it there's no harm in having a little medical help, right? There's no harm, right? But as long as it doesn't become your crutch and just realize, you know, yeah, yeah totally, totally. That, you know, like when I was dealing with bipolar and things like that and MS, it's just a matter of like finding my own path. They just want to feed the, the prescribed formula, and the prescribed formula would either have me in a wheelchair or dead by now, yeah. um, because it was the medicine doesn't cure the cure is within us yeah yeah totally well, it just helps well thank you for coming in and um, having a chat with us sam it's been yeah, a pleasure great, to talk man. to you um <laughs> it's been definitely interesting um and yeah. we go over and check out um sam's website and um, what was it called again sam headtrashanonymous.org headtrashanonymous.org um, and you can find out more about sam the miracle man over there so thanks for joining us yeah Thank Thank you for having me, guys. Enjoyed talking to you guys and Taylor. Take care, mate. Cheers, mate. Bye. Thanks again, Sam, for coming in for some wonderful conversation there. Yeah, it was a great conversation. So, um, moving on. Yeah. This week, um, we have a promo, um, Mm -hmm. which is The Movie Seller, which is brought to you by Chris, George, and Dan. Um, they basically have a wide VHS collection and an in- internet connection and um, a bit of an uninformed opinion. Yeah, some good old films back in the day. Well, they say they're not a movie podcast. Well, they are, but they're not. Yeah. So, you know. So, hmm. Well, check them out. Here's the promo. Yeah. Hey, this is Overlord Dan from The Movie Seller. And I am here to tell you about our upcoming event, the Trilogy of Trash Birthday Bash, dropping on May 7th, where we'll be celebrating our two-year podcasting anniversary by showing you guys a triple feature of short, shot-on-video horror films from our friends at Dungeon Entertainment. It'll be a live YouTube broadcast, and we'll be hanging out and chatting with you guys. All you need to do to join in is make a $5 donation to the Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation. The JDRF's entire goal is finding a cure for type 1 diabetes for people like my daughter Lily and the millions of others living with the disease. Five bucks gets you in, 10 bucks gets you a swag pack with cool stickers and exclusive mini prints, and every donation gets you entered to win our raffle for exclusive mixtape, sign prints, hats, shirts, and more. Check out trashbash.themovieseller.com to learn more. That's trashbash.themovieseller.com. Thanks, guys, for dropping your promo. Uh, you like can too um, if you send us an email to neverstraightanswer at gmail.com and you could be featured on the show. Oh, yeah. um, so, without further ado, we've got some news. Yes, we do. It's the news. And as usual, we've scoured the news, the world, the wide web, and everywhere else to find the best cutting edge news available. Oh, yeah. And we won't disappoint. 
No, no, like no I say, we never do, we, I don't think. Very, very um, intensely researched in the 15 minutes, but... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love the fact that we do, that, that we kind of go sheerly off headlines. Yeah. Cause, you know, because some of the stories, like, they just don't... They're not always what they cracked yeah, up to yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They say one thing and it's totally a different thing. But anyway, we can have our own opinions, can't we? Yes. Um, one story I noticed um, before, you know, we go into anything else. Mm. Um, Subway's in trouble again. Apparently, oh, yeah. Naughty, so they've been, we've talked about the bread and yeah. stuff they put in it and, like, the methods and practices. Yeah. And they're supposed to be kind of um, backed by an association of doctors, which I doubt, like, <laughs> because I doubt any doctor, you know, involved would, would put their name and reputation to and this, this place. Um, I know a lot, a lot of people like it. Yeah, Subway or whatever. But if you knew, it's what's in it. Yeah. Well, this exactly. this is now new allegations that uh, Subway and a Subway employee oh. has revealed um, what the meat um, the chain uses um, actually looks like before it's put into the sandwiches. Um, this guy Travis from the US has racked up nearly nine million views on TikTok. Boy. Um, because he's exposed the fast food chain secret, specifically how the meat's prepared. Um, in a video, uh, Travis tackles the steak, um, and it just looks like a block of shit. To be honest, I can't believe block of solid meat, and it's like you know, See, and that's then just... they break it up to make it. Uh, God knows, but I, I'm glad of whistleblowers like that. Yeah, totally. But I mean, obviously, it's like how long before he's um, exposed and loses his yeah, job for exactly. yeah, he's telling get shady, shady practices. Yeah, yeah, but. If they weren't shady practices, then he wouldn't we'll have need to, to do, do that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and it, so it's I'd pref- I'm, I'm on his side to yeah, be fair. I, I'm totally. Yeah. I don't want to be kind of, bum, uh, you know, like led to believe that what I'm eating's fresh and yeah. and good for me. Yeah. Yeah. When it's actually made with worse things that they're putting in McDonald's food or like oh, other, yeah, yeah, yeah. other fast food, because this is the whole point. Because Subway was like, you know. The, it's not even the first time there because they, didn't no. they get exposed with the guy who there was a big campaign in America mm. about um, subways with um, Jared I think where he was like okay. supposed to have lost so much weight on the on the um, on the diet on the subway diet oh, and he was a right. spokesperson for them and then it turns out that there was a whole thing with him and I don't know exactly yeah, that was exactly the what the situation was but. That was sort of uh, the case with the first McDonald's man as well. What, Ronald? Yeah, yeah. The clown? Uh, no, uh, uh, Mr. McDonald. He was supposed to, uh, the guy who was, uh, you know, in the suit and that, he ended up being sacked. I didn't realise that he was a guy who, like a Yeah, Ronald a McDon- McDonald. Yeah, but he was a clown suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, right, so the first guy who dressed up as Ronald McDonald yeah, for yeah. McDonald's, right? And okay. he grew larger and larger, and he ended up turning around and saying he wasn't eating their products, so he got the sack for it, and he brought someone else So in. they were like, you're looking healthy, Ronald, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was like, yeah, because I keep going Pizza Hut. Yeah, and then, like, Jamie Oliver took him to court in 2018 and, like, won a court case against him that saying that's, like, meat, and it's not meat, with, like... You could get one of the burgers, put it on the side, leave it for two years, and it'd be and exactly it, yeah, the same. Yeah, there's been people actually done that on YouTube. Have seen that. Yeah, and it's like, and we we're, we're the ones who are eating this. Turkey shit. Twizzlers are back. Yes, they're yes, not I in bet. schools, but they've had to try and you know, like you know, obviously the people who the make from the makers of Turkey Twizzlers, they're making them shit in a wrap, putting them in supermarkets, and I noticed they were like you know 
on a couple of show, a couple of aisles. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, whoa, we're really pushing these turkey twizzlers. They must be, they must be properly I checked out. I hope this they've, time. Um, up, um, you know, improved the, the recipe. Yeah, I, I, well, I'm presuming so, or they, they won't be able to. Kids everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Turkey twizzlers. But Jamie Oliver doesn't like that. No, no. <laughs> well, he's one. Yeah, he used the kickoff, wasn't he? Yeah, it's good. Good. Well, it's at the end it's of the just day, kids, you know, fucking school dinners and all the rest of it. Just um, shows what you don't know what you're putting in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it was, does all, doesn't I it? I had really? to be careful which story I went with after that. Then, yeah. Um, <laughs> anything else you've seen in the news? Um, yeah, something that come along that I didn't even uh, know about um, that happened in 2019. Uh, Colin uh, McGregor. Right. He, he bought a pub in Dublin. Okay. And did you know he no- knocked some fucker out and uh, uh, barred him straight away near enough just, on the just first for thing? the Just for no. the fuck of it and to say, right, I'm no, just going to set the guy a precedent. Must have been a dick. Right, this is this is what you get if you fuck about in my pub. Yeah, and it was like, let that be a lesson. Bye to bye. You. I thought that that, that's the last person you got to fuck with. It's in all a right, pub, I, I, you know, bars were opened in England uh, recently, and yeah, the Labour true. MP the um, was, you know, like doing his whole press junket thing, and oh, he, was, yeah. he went he went into a pub in I don't know London. I assume London local right? elections, isn't it? And um, he fucking the the landlord evicted him, ejected him from the pub, but got into a bit he of a tussle. I hope he got oh, by yeah, the he had the, basically had him in a headlock. Right? <laughs> yes, mate. Threw him out the pub, yes. and then like obviously his entourage were like kind of getting him in the mix and stuff. But he was like, nah, I don't want him in my pub. He's barred from my pub, yeah. and he was like, well, he's totally entitled to his opinions if yeah. he's not. But it was a bit extreme. You know, oh, but then he know. just he was like, go to the next pub, and he walks. He went. He, first thing he did was when he was walking in the pub was go, "Am I allowed to come in?" Yeah, I <laughs> so did, like, Yeah, I don't want to get another, another beating. Yeah, so. well, they've done jack shit basically over the last uh, couple of years. They've, you know, there's there's been no really uh, yeah, well, turning around and arguing into politics. Um, I've got this story. Yeah, yeah about a teacher. Right. All right. This is, I don't know, you could take this one of two ways, yeah. You could yeah, rather depends. say, this is a cool teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or not. Oh, this is a bit of a dodgy teacher, right? <laughs> this teacher, he got um, drunk and took students to a strip club on a school trip. Mentor. Do you know. He's showing them life. He's showing them life. Yo. You know what I mean? Which little shit grassed them up? Yeah. That, yeah. You know he's I mean? definitely getting a dead arm. Richard Glenn's behaviour was deemed uh, to be inappropriate. Uh, that oh. was the uh, the send home message. It depends how old the kids are, though. Well, I've got to be honest. Well, you, you it's nah, one of them, isn't it? It's like how old? Yeah, how know. old were the kids? Were they six farms or year nine? You know. Yeah. Uh, teacher who got drunk uh, with pupils. He's getting drunk with pupils. They must have been like you know. It's a bit. Yeah, that's a. Bit, in this day and age, it's a bit off. Not you know, shouldn't be doing that kind of shit now. What? Uh, drinking with pupils. No. But what I'm yeah. getting at is, like, you know, if he's the cool teacher, they get on with him, they're on the school trip. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if the year 11 or, like, you know, the the, the last year in seniors or whatever. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... I, I don't mean, think it's that's different. No, it's different because, like, over in the States, obviously, it's 21. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah. In England, it's 18. Yeah. Yeah, you can drink. So, these kids... 
who are in their last year of school are literally months away from like yeah. from this being able to legally buy alcohol in a pub. Now yeah. the law states in the UK is if you're accompanied by an adult, yeah, yeah, right, you can actually have a pint in a pub. Yeah, no right? issue about it. Yeah. Now, so I don't see what the, the damage is there, right? Now, we're talking exactly. if they were actually m- Much minors, yeah, like, you know, like, he's took a primary school yeah. class out and, and, and got them be all pissed on and took him to a strip club, then, yeah, yeah. then fair play, yeah. yeah. But if they're all, like, 17, 18... Then, yeah, you've got to give a little leeway. Yeah, no, and plus, the, an adult, a, res- a supposed responsible adult, what someone's has done taken there you there and shown you what? You, you know, he's trying. I don't know if he was trying to fucking be cool or what. You know, and he, you know, be that been. sort of cool teacher to the kids. But what some little cunt? Sorry, I somebody say that. But like, what some little shit that's there is done yeah. is ruined some guy's life by grass by by you know. Yeah, opening his mouth, dobbing on yeah. him. Yeah, what are you dobbing for, man? Yeah, he's showing you an experience. Here. You might not ever see this again. Maybe some of the kids felt a bit like you know um, uncomfortable by. Well, it, it depends if they were brought in. Like you got to come in here, then yeah, yeah, then come in here. I'll yeah. teach you the ways of the world. Yeah, then like that's a out of order. Vegan. But if he's if he's if he's given the responsibility, oh, you've never been to the one before. Do you want to have a look and see what one looks like in there? Stay there for five minutes, walk back out. Yeah. Then that's that. That's that's now. What? Well, hey, wait. Yeah, someone. yeah, yeah. It could you have been I mean? like you know, kids come home from the school trip and gone. You never guess where we went to. His dad yeah. or something, and his dad's gone. You what? And then uh, that's was, probably where it's called? come out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, Mi- mixed I opinions on this one. Well, yeah, because there's, there's different ways of seeing it, and it depends on uh, uh, kids and like. You gotta look after the kids, especially this day and age. You know what I mean? There's oh, of course, so yeah. So much I, f- I think again, variables. Yeah. Stuff yeah. going on there. Yeah. Um, definitely. Case by case. What for you? So go on. Do you think he should be penalised? Should you think he should <clears> be getting in trouble? I think he should get a slap on the wrist and say, "Yo, you don't do that." Yeah. That's I, inappropriate I, yeah. for the workplace. Yeah. If it was like you were saying, like the eighteen, and like they weren't forced to go in there, then yeah, that's fair enough. But if they were. Uh, like younger then yeah uh, discipline hey it could have been one of the younger lads ideas on the register to, to, to drag teacher along to a strip club <laughs> yeah do but you know he, what I mean and turned, because yeah, he's been seen there with him or he's, he's dragged been, them along yeah it looks like he's the he's teacher gone in and he should know better yeah, well, do you know what I mean well he's got he's got a case to fight then like alright bring it to court yeah, I'll but tell then, you what but the then he's got to say video oh, evidence evidence do of it. the bouncer <laughs> exactly. evidence of all he's got to kind of say then I got, I've lost control of my class yeah. they they, they initiated it and yeah. I kind of got swept along with it yeah yeah you didn't well, have control. Well, you haven't got control yeah. of you. You can't do your job then, can you? So the worst he could do, get a slap on the wrist because he didn't have control of the kids. Yeah. Anyway, cr- yeah. crack on. What's the next bit? Yeah. Uh, let's crack. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm. I would watch outgoing um, swimming in uh, the EU this year. Is that a clue for the... the no, it's <laughs> not. Let's go on. A great white shark could end up being in European waters uh, this summer. Um, There's a after, lot of sharks about at the moment. But a- after taking a wrong turn, Team scientists are saying. No, I'm joking, I didn't. <laughs> Actually, on the news I did, um, there was another shark. The, the <clears> beaches <throat> keep getting closed in um, Australia because of sharks coming right to the 
yeah, the yeah, coast, yeah. you know, like, and um, everyone has to bail. To me, it sounds like there's something else going on in the water, which has been going on for a long time, where, you know, either sonar or something like that, because, um, it's, but then again, it's still hap- it's happening with animals on land as well, as in the air, there's still them kind of flocks of dead animals for no apparent yeah, reason. Yeah, there is, isn't there? And yeah. it's, it, it, it hasn't, like, gone away, it's just been, you know, shoved to the back burner for now. I found this story actually about animals. Mm. Um, well, kind of. It's it's like this woman. Yeah, she's um, she had an infestation of rattlesnakes. By the sounds oh, of right. it, okay. Now she's got some guy to come round and you know remove them. Yeah, fair enough. Now, well, that could be a dangerous job. Yeah. Rattle, rattlers. Yeah. Definitely. Well, Arizona resident. Oh God, sorry. Um, recently announced that um, the two problems that are likely to ruin anyone's day is that a, there's a rattlesnake hiding in a home yeah. and the few, the hugely inflated price she got charged for getting rid of them. Right, what, we do, what we're talking thousands of pounds for a 10-minute job? 800 quid or $800 for, for eight, a rattlesnake removal. Yeah, that's a bit... Well, you, you know what, well, well, you, you should have checked your quote beforehand. Well, 895 should estimated get, to remove a reptile. I'd get a big stick and do it myself. I'm not being funny, but it's like if I was the guy, um, I've got to kind of take the guy side. The the the, the guy side. I mean, it Why? is extortionate, yeah, right. But it's like well, so. Then you're taking the woman's side, just saying that alone. Well, no, but, but it's the the thing is, it's like you've got to call somebody else out right now. If you're, if I wanted to set up as a snake removal guy now, yeah, yeah. right, and I'd look at the room. market. Yeah. And say, what are other reptile removals or pest control people charging for this similar job? Yeah. Got to have put into the fact the risk factor, yeah, as well. Danger money, yeah. Yeah, but got come to tackle on, you... a wild animal which could could literally kill you. Well, yeah, that's right? about six, the 600 quid. Is, well, is that so, your danger so money? I'm, well, I'm not taking anyone's side, but what I'm getting at is I'm sure that if she shopped around, she might have found something yeah. cheaper. Yeah. She didn't have to go with this guy. No, that is true. Right? And at the end of the day, right, if I'm doing the job and someone started moaning about the price, it's like that scene in Ghostbusters where he goes like, and he's like, it's ridiculous, I just won't pay it. And he yeah, goes, yeah, well, yeah. I'll put it back if you want. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know? Damn right, I'd put like, the snake back. Hell that's yeah. what I'm saying. You could put the just book over fine. an extra one or two. I'll stick the snake back and yeah. you can deal with it. And it's like, well. I won't tell you about it. I mean, you might not like paying it yeah. because it's an, a, a cost that well, you, you didn't really want. To, to pay, yeah. but would you rather have a, a venomous snake in your house, or would yeah. you rather pay the eight hundred quid? Fuck now, it, yeah, go out on its own. If he was Just a savvy fucking snake guy, he'd be planting snakes over there and everywhere. He probably did. He might. Have. <laughs> he might have. Yeah. I don't want to cast aspersions no, no, on, no, on no. His, his sky, but but where there's a, a will, there's a, a way. Well, he was there within less than an hour. He less was, than an hour? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's got to be scamming it, hasn't he? No, he's look, in Australia. he was there within a, an hour. He located the snake, took some photographs, gave her an estimate yeah. to remove it okay. before, you know... Right, well, then, yeah, it's so totally it's a totally fault. Totally down to yeah. where... Down to where fault, like, look, you've look got, at the small print. If you've, you know my advice to you, if you find a venomous animal in your house... Shut the door. Shut the door. Yeah. yeah right. Shut the door, put some roll. If you find a bear so in your kitchen... Out. Or a, a give bear? It a bop well, on the nose. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, shotgun. Sure. Shotgun to the noggin. You don't want to hurt it. 
Might just be looking for honey. Oh, yeah, it's coming to your yard for... and it's... Yeah, it's looking for the honey in your, your kitchen and you pop downstairs Talk, and all of a sudden... Talking of honey. Mm, yes. Yeah. America's honey, apparently. You, 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 you've you seen this story, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, I found it on Vice. I don't know where you've seen it. You said you've seen it in the news. But yeah. America's honey apparently is radioactive. Yes. Uh, yes. Due to decades of nuclear bomb testing. In the 50s and 60s. S- not um, so sweet. Isotope identified um, as um, uh, calcium-137, uh, um, and it is it can be uh, deadly to um, your body because it is a... Um, Radioactive isotope, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Well, it's um, a gamma, which is the worst one. Hulking, you'll start hulking out. Um, oh, yeah. The, well, over, the, over the time, obviously, you know, world... The world's nuclear powers have detonated over 500 nukes. We've yeah. talked about nuclear yeah. bombs in the past. And it was done by accident as well, finding this. It was actually a school experiment. Oh, where, was it? Yeah, it was actually a school experiment. What they did was the um, the teacher asked um, uh, for items from the holiday you'd just come from, like right, kind okay. of food. So people brought in stuff, and then they checked them, and they were surprised. Like on the honey, it was like, oh, my God, it's gone up. So then the uh, the girl who actually um, brought the item in, she went back home and she thought, I'll try something else. I'll try jam. So she tried jam as well. Okay. And it ended up being both of them radioactive. Well, they ended up doing a study on the, the honey. Yeah. yeah. Right. And researchers collected honey samples from more than 100 hives yes. and soil samples from over 110 locations across um, eastern United States. Yeah. And the scientists found, scientists even found, um, evidence of um, levels um, of cesium. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In both the soil and the honey samples. Yeah. So you know, meaning oh. that they were radioactive, um, and you know, and this was uh, California farm as well. California. Uh, and it, it, out of the 122 uh, honey samples, 68 showed uh, the radioactive material. Sweets for my sweets. So it's like, mmm, watch it. for my honey. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a thingy for honey, though. I it's like good. a bit of honey yeah. in my coffee. Well, it's, it's good to get rid of the nice. bacteria as well. It's uh, good for... I don't know. You know what, right? They say it's better for you, but I find lasting. like when like I get sort of a bit of um, teeth teeth twinges when I, when I have too much honey in oh, my yeah, coffee yeah, 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 yeah. and I always think like you know rather than having a spit one sugar yeah I, I go boom with the honey yeah I'm a honey more for the taste yeah more for the sweetness than the, yeah. not the sweetness you know more the kind of like the the, the honey taste in my coffee yeah and um yeah start, so I, I switch back you See. know so well, um have you seen anything else that you want to talk about um uh, yes actually um there's uh the USA, uh, Russia, and China had done an agreement. Not to be confused with the USB. Yeah, no, not the USB. It's got to be the USA. Okay. Um, uh, basically made an agreement to ban um, weapons up in space, basically making it like a... Oh! Yeah. But there is some good news on that front. If oh, you are I was going to build front. a Death Star. See, well, you can Shit. now because the USA decided we're we going away and we're not going to do it anymore because we've got Space Force out there. And we've uh, got to well, take we, we can't. Uh, what's the point in having a Space Force if you've got yeah, exactly. if you can't force? Exactly. So they're up there. It's like we 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 just we're like that's defense. Yeah. Like yeah, it should well, be the f- well, space defense. Yeah, but it's usually an excuse, isn't it? Defence for an offence yeah. uh, work. Well, defence make a good offence. 
UFO um, report that's uh, coming in June uh, was supposed to be coming out on the 21st, but now it's uh, been set back to the 25th by the Secretary of State. Uh, so that tells me that I think it's not going to be a bigger bombshell than they're making it out to be, which a lot of them uh, over the years have been like, oh, well, there's something big going to come out of here, and it's, no, there's nothing really major. We already knew this, we already knew that. Yeah. Uh, but I'm hoping, because they're getting a bit more brazen on, like, you know, giving us more information and videos and stuff like that at the moment, that I hope, I hope it has got a, something in there to actually, you know, expire us to continue what we're doing inspire yeah that's the fellow not conspire that, that's what, yeah not <laughs> yeah, huddled in corners they're going doing, no they're doing too much of that that's yeah. that's where the situation's gone wrong isn't it? Really big. yeah so we uh, get together and you know. do you believe sorry to to kind of go totally off topic here but it. do you believe in vampires um vampire patch yeah well well like I, I remember when i was a teenager there was like um a shop in Manchester, okay, and um, well, he's still there. He's Affleck's Palace, right? right? Yeah, all right, yeah. And um, you go in Affleck's Palace, and there were certain shops where you could buy porcelain vampire teeth. Yeah, all right. Yeah. And there was like you go to the rock clubs, and there was like girls and guys who 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 you know each other on the. Neck. I don't know. I'm sure they still do it. it. I'm sure there's still people out oh, there right, who yeah. do it. But it was yeah, it seemed to be a lot of them back then. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like, and um, they, they, they walk around with like porcelain vampire teeth in. Well, this Florida woman thinks she's a vampire, believes she's a vampire. She bit, bit an elderly man. What? They're calling it a vampire attack. Uh, the Florida woman was allegedly um, claimed to be a vampire, has been charged with battery after violating um, and biting a man in a wheelchair. Of a, <laughs> it's like an easy what? target here. Yeah, she was a bit nipplish. So, nipplish. You, know, yeah. you can't. A bit peckish. Yeah. Um, well, well, she just took a nibble, didn't she? She, she bit him, she she bit him on the neck. face and the arms. Why? And the police said um, she was mental. <laughs> so, That's you know, probably, yeah, uh, no, that is probably a Florida, So, no, we obviously, she's alleged that she's claiming to be a vampire. Um, hey, it weren't out in the day then, was it? Yeah, she must have been doing this at night. It could have been at night. I yeah. mean, it wasn't broad well, daylight, was yeah, it? Yeah, she obviously. can't have it at night. Yeah, yeah she'd be burned away. I doubt she would have, like, vampire law. And if there's one there, could there be many more? Was she a legit exactly. vampire, yeah. is what if I'm saying? If she was, then, you know, well, there might be a couple of more hanging around there. We'll have to find out over the next couple of years, I suppose. Well, he said that he met um, on the street and went to the porch um, of a vacated um, restaurant or a vacant restaurant uh, to get out of the rain. Yeah. And then he said, uh, fell asleep um, in his wheelchair, woke up to find Smith on top of him, Um which um, Josephine Smith, right. age twenty-two, um, so saying, and she was saying that she was obviously, I'm a vampire. I'm going to eat you, and then began to bite him. Oh no, man! So according to the police, um, he was bitten on the arms, the lip, and um, leaving um, him um, bloody before he was able to escape and call the police. She must have been full, or she would have had him in one take. Well, you know, they all in movies. They're always like, you know, yeah, just they go to town, don't they? Yeah. Like, rah, 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 rah. yeah, or I'll have you for later. It's poor kid, mate. Poor guy. Yeah, you know, probably, well, he's sixty nine year old as well. He wasn't, uh, you know. So, I mean, it's it's horrible to think that that person was targeted because they they were old in a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like they thought, ah, 
they're not going to struggle. They're not going to be able to fight back as much. They're not going to be able to. Uh, uh, that's yeah. horrible to think. And you know, sounds like she was mentally. She unstable, she's got some. And well, sounds like it. Oh well, no, because you could start going down there. Well, was she a real yeah. vampire? Yeah. And what, I what is it? I mean, if you could, if we talk about cryptids and monsters and stuff on the show, we've never tackled vampires, right? No, not really. So you know. I've never really had the. I've never really kind of thought or looked at the evidence to su- support whether vampires are, you know, could be um, a real thing in modern society or, re- you know, I, I have time. For I know that time. I do know that there are people who yeah. like identify yeah. as a vampire, but identifying as a vampire and it's actually acting and yeah. performing as a vampire is yeah. totally I think different. I remember the last one was Romanian, I think. If you're a vampire, we'd yeah, love to yeah, hear from you. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you, yeah. Come and join us on the show and yeah. tell us about your ways. Yeah, just um, leave my neck alone. Well, yeah. Don't buy us. I don't want to live forever. We, we, we can't, we'll just, we'll do with the interview from my outside. You can't come in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't invite him. Yeah, don't yeah. invite him in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no anyway. lichens either. Don't want the dog, uh, 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 you know, ruining the floor. Well, oh, yeah, actually. Do you know what? There's a story there. Yeah, because do you know um, the vaccine for COVID? You know, there's a dog vaccine. Yeah. Well, people being people... Obviously, there's obviously shortages of vaccines and stuff like that. Yeah, well, India's apparently, the dog vaccine does not prevent COVID. Do you know what I mean? Like, but people are going to be fucking doing it anyway. Well, yeah. yeah, yeah. And not only that, if you're going to do the dog, well, what about every other animal around the world? Well, you know the, what I mean? In, in, investigators have found that almost 100 people in Chile were injected with the canine vaccine and told people. incorrectly, yeah, that it would prevent COVID. Oh, yeah. So on. obviously, if any, if anyone is offered it, that's a nice shit. That's a. Oh, so man. yeah, um, a Chile uh, when a Chilean health organization asked um, why staff um, were you know were giving out fucking the wrong um, medicine. Well, they weren't wearing face masks. What? When when they were asked, so they were like they got an unusual answer. They said they'd already been vaccinated against COVID nineteen by the vet. Yeah. They were told that um, the family and the staff with dogs, um, they'd done them with the dog vaccination and it had helped boost um, dogs' immune system as well as, you know, prevent COVID-19. So they've ended up taking it as well. Yeah. I'm thinking about uh, last year when we didn't have a COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah. And because the co- this is what, this this is their quote, so we was talking, basically thinking about it mm. and thought... Well, it works for the dogs. Yeah, if it works for the dogs, so it might work it, for me. And obviously, they were wearing no masks because they felt like they were fully vaccinated. See, and fucking, thing. it doesn't work. It's not like it, it works. They it's could have been proper spreaders. But the thing is, as well, it, it goes to show you how easily people are, um, you know, will, are willing to try these things. So it was like yeah. with the whole thing with oh, the president yeah. and the bleach. and Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So and, even this vaccine, do you know, like, yeah. but you know, it's not great. It's not been tested super thoroughly. You know, we're finding that these things issues where the issues with blood yeah. clots and certain vaccines for under 40s doesn't work. Seems to be blood types at the moment. And, yeah. Well, who knows, right? Yeah. Because they would have found all this shit out if they had a longer period of, um, you know, going off information. Period from... of uh, trials, but they needed it rapid. And yeah. I understand yeah. that, yeah, yeah. but. 
there's definitely going to be problems. So, I yeah. mean, but people jumping at the chance to take it, to exactly. to take that chance because they want to be protected and have that peace of mind. So it's, but I understand why there's a percentage of people who haven't taken the vaccine yet, yeah, yeah, yeah. even though they've probably been offered it because yeah, I've been they may be now. worried about the the um, the the effects, the long term effects, and especially yeah, now exactly. things are coming out in the news. Yeah, but, things are being found out bits and bobs here. Uh, the uh, blood type thing, um, I believe um, the tri- the, when SARS was around, they, uh, they were doing tests on that. And it seems that if you're a blood type O, that you, you're relatively, you know, okay. Basically. Okay. Uh, if you're any of the others... Um, I don't know what be, blood type I am. I can't remember. I, you know what? I think I'm... Is it an AB? I think I'm... Uh, or play, something like that. I have to find out because... Like, uh, I want to find out some more news on uh, this because it seems to be uh, uh, a, a way of finding out that there won't be any problems afterwards. It's a it's a good indicator at the minute. Right. Uh, Fair enough. So, yeah, I want to keep my eye on that one at the minute. Well, I think, of, uh, I think that's it for the um, normal news. We've yeah. got some quite a lot of NASA news coming oh, up. Yeah. Um, starting with um, warp drives. Uh, physicists uh, saying uh, green light uh, on faster than light uh, space travel, saying it's giving them a boost. That's a that's a bit of a. I, I don't know if I'm going to say the right word here. Oxymoron. Why? How's that? Because uh, like they had the test not that long ago, right? uh, didn't they? Um, I think it was uh, Belgium somewhere like that that they did a test. Oh, it's not possible yet. You can't get. No, you can't do yeah. it. It's not possible. It's sci-fi, yeah, right? But yeah. but. They they saying that with research they reckon they can achieve it. I think so. The closest star to Earth is what Taylor? That's uh, one. Uh, Proxim Centauri. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's about four point two five light years away. Yeah. Which is about twenty five trillion miles. Yeah. It's or forty trillion yeah. kilometers. Yeah. So the fastest starship now in space, um, Parker Solar Probe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll reach top speed of four hundred and fifty thousand miles per hour. Yeah. God. And it'd take just twenty seconds to go from LA to New York City, right? <laughs> in that time. So, um, if we want to be able to travel between stars, it, we're gonna have to invent faster than light. Yeah. Because yeah, some kind of it take us generations to get anywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So yeah. We've got. It'd rather have to have. A ship that could sustain us for those those periods time. of time, yeah. be able to invent something like a stasis where we can freeze yeah. and come out of it when we arrive oh, at our way. destination, or have a, a a propulsion system that will be able to get us there faster. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's obviously the best option. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By far, and it, it, it's. Uh, I've got proof of that worked uh, today, actually, about how um, when Voyager, the Voyagers probes went out in the seventies, and um, how uh, one went, uh, a probe from here went out in like uh, two thousand and twelve, yeah. I think it was, which was the New Horizon. Well, the New Horizons just broke uh, a new record now because it's the first one that's ever uh, passed uh, Jupiter and took pictures of, uh, not Jupiter, sorry, Pluto, yeah, and took uh, pictures of its moons and stuff like that and 
calculated a lot more. We've got a lot more detail of it. But now it's um, it's not that far behind uh, Voyager 1 and uh, hitting the void now. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, yeah. it could have avoided that yeah. by jumping through a wormhole. Yes. Yeah, because this warp drives that they're proposing um, uh, would operate in that sort of folding of space, if you yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to create a tunnel. Yeah. Yes. From points in space to another point in space. Yes, yeah, Right. Well, kind of like if you want to go down the um, like the Einstein Rosenbridge or like yeah, the that, yeah, um, yeah, like a, a a wormhole like. Yeah, commonly kind of like yeah. uh, Stargate portal, whatever. Yeah, you know. But I think they're trying. They're obviously these uh, boffins are looking into this, and um, I think that's the kind of the theory that they're looking at uh, to try and make warp drives uh, a thing. I remember in the mid nineties, uh, there was a company that um, come out who was uh, doing a lot of research into that a few years beforehand. And was like, oh, uh, we're getting there slightly, but we're, we're we're trying to get there. But then scientists turned around and said, yeah, we can do it. We will be able to do it. Well, the, yeah. Well, the same physic. The physicists um, currently understanding uh, the current understanding of space time comes from Albert Einstein's theory of general relativity. Yeah. Obviously, general. Well, I say obviously, general relativity states that space and time are fused, and that nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. But obviously, general relativity also describes how mass and energy warps space-time. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So you can basically say that it is possible. Yeah. Yeah, but that's only if his theories well, turn depends out to be right. Because, because there's, well, there's nothing of... linking it all together, and yeah, that's exactly. the problem. But, yeah. like, maybe with this new force that's been discovered, could answer that, yeah. new questions. Who knows? Let's hope. See what happens in the future. But then again, we're yeah. only going to abuse it anyway, to be honest. Abuse it. Yeah. And you abuse it, you lose it. Yeah. Um, well, there's been a lot of UFO activity recently. Oh, yeah. How much? We'll tell you. Most compelling UFO videos... Uh, mystery craft split into two at 120 miles an hour um, as 55 scientists demand, um, you know, the data to be released now. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously it's like fucking ridiculous. Um, and obviously this is this is supposed to be government like or um, REF. Uh, yeah. yeah well, it's footage. coming from. It, yeah. It's it, well, no, it was na- when it Navy uh, footage, maybe, and yeah, RAF yeah, footage. Who knows? I mean, ground, um, so this is ground attack, yeah, um, re- footage, I suppose. Um, the team of scientists and engineers and former military officers have made a case for the most compelling UFO footages, uh, footage as uh, they urge Congress to release more data on the string of strange encounters. Um, obviously, this relates to kind of. Reports that even kind of pilots and they get every yeah. day oh, and yeah. then just kind of put put away and yeah. never actually release it or never investigate and it. Sort of hush up as well. Shh. Yeah, can't don't talk about that. Many black just come round and sort you out, man. Well, we don't want that. I mean, they're not all hushing up because no, well, they, yeah, they, they, there's always been a little. Um, uh, bunch of brave people who've actually come out and gone you know oh, what yeah. i don't care about the consequences the and the consequences behind it but you know? then again you always get these people who on the deathbed 
come yes. out and say, do you know what? what? It is all there. Yeah. It is something there. They are lying to you. And a lot of that from Roswell as well. A lot of people are on the death. It's true. It is true. Yeah. Um, well, I think this closure is coming. Um, the truth yeah. is up there. Yeah. Can- Canada revealed dozens of UFO reports Good. Uh, by commercial airline pilots, including a floating donut, nice. a bizarre hovering strobing light, Ah. And a speedy, shiny metal object oh, in the sky. Speedier. Um They they get their sightings to, I think it's um, Cador's database, I think. That's where they're kept. Yeah. Yeah, right. And that's maintained by the Transport Canada. Oh, right. Orga- organization, yeah. So apparently their database um, is um, housing 300,000 independent reports from airline pilots um, and one potential UFO sighting in 2016, um, which basically a a plane rapidly descending uh, to avoid the object. So they had to kind of go fucking drop in altitude to try and avoid something in a collision. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it's well, imagine the, you're in a I'm plane, thinking, you've got to go, fucking hey, and it's like, to everyone in the back, you're like, shit, I'm going to fucking crash. Well, I'm thinking of the Japanese plane. Was it Japanese plane? Um, well, this is Canada, innit? So, yeah, it was know. over Canada, and it was a big, massive... Uh, we did we did uh, one of the stories on it. It was a big, massive uh, UFO right in front of the plane, and it's trying to... Uh, uh, dodge it and he, he just stayed right in front but at like same speed yeah uh, uh in front of it and then it disappeared after the uh the do you uh, think that there's been um, a big surge because um yeah. you know a survey shows that um in canada alone that 46 percent of people um and 46 percent increase oh, in yeah. ufo sightings in canada between 2019 and 2020 um, likely brought on by the pandemic. New York. Uh, this is the mail that you say this. You know. Yeah. So don't. Uh, New York's doubled uh, uh, over the pandemic uh, sites, and people are actually. I think it's because people are, uh, are not going out and doing things, and they've got I the think, chance and the opportunity to actually. Have I a look think and last see. year, like when we majority of us were on lockdown, yeah, and the first lockdown when obviously everything shut down, and it was like eerie. Yeah, yeah and um, you couldn't. You, there wasn't as much traffic on the roads, oh. or if none. And yeah. then the but the main thing was planes in the sky, right? Uh, yeah, there was no true. planes in the sky. Yeah. Very, very very little. Very, yeah, there yeah was right. There was only literally like um, aid aid planes, like, yeah. like anyone flying out to deliver aid or army. Yeah, yeah right. There was no commercial flights, right? No, not really. No. So looking up in the sky. Whereas most people, you could dismiss something as a plane or you'll see something yeah, moving in the sky and yeah. you wouldn't entertain it. You Now, you're looking up at a clear sky with no interruptions, no planes, no totally, contaminants. Yeah, 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 totally. No chemtrails or yeah, whatever. Yes. Yeah, so or, you can or, see or jet plumes. Yeah, like 9-11, right? when 9-11 happened and they stopped all the planes, that's how they got to learn about uh, global dimming and global warming. Right, and so there was that yeah, period, so where, was there period was, yeah. where there was no contaminants in the air, what or little, yeah. compared to what not traffic dust and all the rest of it that you get it just kicked up into the environment. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised if you started seeing more, more things. 
So it might yeah. open some people's eyes as well by and plus everyone was sat at home looking up in the sky. Yeah, going, exactly. Going, I'm bored. I've had another beer. I'm just sat here, sat in like the garden on my own. Yeah. Oh, yeah. what's that? Oh, is that the thing? So I mean, yeah. So that's Canada, but yeah. uh, the Pentagon have obviously also been confirming a lot of stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're confirming now that the leaked videos of UFOs that have been um, coming out the last yeah, couple of weeks. Um, well, the, specifically the ones by uh, Navy pilots back in 2019. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, the Pentagon have now confirmed that those leaked footage of UFO-like objects were indeed real. Uh, the videos and photos captured by Navy pilots in 2019 um, will be examined by the Defence Department and um, Aerial Phenomenal Task Force. Yes, and they actually said as well, they've denied one lot of photos uh, that come out as well on a USO, which was uh, um, a naval ship uh, took a picture of a uh, UFO basically going into the water. Right, okay. Uh, well, Nova they denied that. Nova Scotia's Alaska, isn't it? Can yeah. It, yeah, so like um, Alaska's had the same sightings of um, UFOs in Nova, um, Nova Scotia have oh, took off. You know what, Alaska's... Uh, big time in 2020. Alaska's one of them places where there's a lot of strange things that go on, and it's... it's well, is Nova Scotia still Canada, isn't it? I think so, yeah. Yeah, it is, isn't I it? Think, yeah. yeah. Let's say, yeah. As well, of yeah, now, so the same, it is. They've, they've been quite a surge, yeah, so yeah. changed the map. <laughs> so, well, where do you think uh, the new um, hotspot in the UK is at the minute? Oh, I'd, well, Manchester's pretty hot. Uh, London's always pretty hot. Um Scotland a little bit, so I don't know, I'd say probably uh, Wales. Well, have you ever heard of Bonnie Bridge? Bonnie Bridge? Oh, aye. Bonnie Bridge, it's a small Scots, Scotch town, yeah. right, heart of Scotland. Um, I don't know, is that heart of Scotland? Um, no. It's one of the top UFO sighting spots in the UK. Mint, another Florida Keys. Um, it's Mint. in Falkirk. Yeah. In Scotland. Um, it's been named by the History Channel as one of the um, top, top UFO attractions yeah. and tourist spots um, across the country. Um, I don't know. I've never been. Do you know, it's, it's kind of funny because it, it reminds me like this. Uh, there was um, uh, in Florida, there was a place called Gulf Breeze where there was a massive hot spot. Basically, every night you could go out and you could see this UFO doing whatever it wanted to do. Um, and then it sort of like moves in and, and grows. So it seems like in the area, it seems like there's more and more activity going on. But now... Bonnie Bridge looks nice, actually. I mean, it looks quite picturesque. Um, there's a big, a good view. Yeah. Um, it's said to have had, um, on average, around 300 UFO, UFO sightings a year. Nice. Yeah. And it's only a small town. Yeah. Um, it's had less than 10,000 residents. Going on? What's what? going on there, then? That's what I want to know. Well, it's, uh, all right, then, yeah. Activity. So it's having 300 sightings a year, mm -hmm. but it's got a small uh, population. There's only 10,000 people who live yeah. there, right? So I'd say that's quite a, a lot of people seeing UFOs. Yeah. Yeah. I would, yeah. Uh, sightings include balls of light. Uh, some people think they've seen um, actual spaceships right? as well. Um, well, there's actually one. Famous one for Scotland, um, uh, Nick Pope, he had one, uh, he worked for the um, uh, Defence Department, he was uh, the guy who dealt with the um, X-Files, and he had actually a poster like Mulder had one, but he's the one of, in Scotland, um, and he, his actual boss actually coming and tore it down. 
Well, said you can't have that. Right. And it's like, why not? It's like, you can't. Basically, just because can't. you've got you've got proof and evidence. It was one of the biggest, um, like, evident cases. Well, going back to Bonnie Bridge, <laughs> um, there's actually a couple of guys here mm. who, um, Malcolm, who's a local councillor, and Bill um, Butchnan, um, they've hit the headlines because they've gone back there. I think you original local boys to the area. Mm. Uh, they've gone back to investigate the, into the sightings. Good lads. Um, yeah. So I think they've took on the mystery. Um, they claim to be paranormal experts, and they've returned to Scotland in a bid to shield uh, fresh uh, shed uh, shield shed fresh, fresh light, light on the um, on the decades of UFO. Um, you know uh, yeah. what's yeah, that's, it? That's good. That that's, reports. Uh, yeah. So, like is it. it Malcolm Robinson um, of Strange Paranormal Investigations? Hey. So, he lived in the south of, border, south of the border um, in England for yeah. 23 years, but then now he's re- returning to, to check it out. Wicked, yeah. So, there you yeah. go. Check Straight it out. Works. I think then, what's that on? Strange Phenomena Investigates. Definitely worth a look into. Well, yeah, I would love yeah, a bit yeah. of Strange Phenomena. Oh, yeah. Um, well... SpaceX is um, launched has just launched another four people. He's making it pretty crowded up there on the space uh, on the space station. It I don't is. think it's been that crowded. I think there was the eleven of them up there at the moment. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Eleven people yeah. all packed into that little tin of sardines. Four of them were really, really lucky. Yeah, so it was the Crew Two mission. Yeah, which is the third, which is confusing. Should be conf- I know. Crew three. You, yeah, you would. Um, third in to carry people yeah. to the International Space Station. Well, no, because it would have been crew drag. It was crew dragon, wasn't it? And then crew crew two and crew one, crew one and crew two. Yeah, it'd be crew dragon, then crew what? Uh, one yeah. crew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. it's like I say, it's like um, everything went without a hitch. Uh, nearly. Oh, did it not? Yeah, because uh, in the capsule after they had a long day trying to get to the station, uh, they was putting themselves to bed and they nearly got hit by a, a bit of junk. It was so close, all the alerts went off. They, they knew about it 20 minutes before it come uh, whizzing past them. Um, but, yeah, there was a, that was a close, yeah, so close it was, um, what So was at it? least the gizmos are working on there. So they took off on uh, Friday uh, the 23rd um, at 5.49 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, the SpaceX Crew Dragon capsule led by uh, the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. Uh, pretty smooth countdown. Everything yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, enjoyed. Yeah. Enjoyable for all. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, I, I, I love these NASA feeds. I think we might have to do some like commentaries yeah, as we I've, watch. Yeah, I, some, I some, agree. Some well, we were going to do it for the helicopter, weren't we? But um, the times and it, we missed it. it. Yeah, because it, it had a massive delay. It ended up being about went really a week well delay. though. Success, yeah. successful flight. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we might do it for another one of their uh, flights. Definitely, around. I think. Um, but yeah, yeah. At the moment, yeah, these eleven um, all populating the space station oh, nice at the and moment. Cozy. Um, so obviously, that's the third capsule in less than a year. Yeah. Uh, biggest crowd up there for a decade. It's gonna stink up there as well. Oh, they're all drinking yeah. recycled wee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That's well, gonna make, the one gonna make the it fruity. That a bit tangy. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a bit sweaty in there and all that. Well, well any more news you want to talk about before we uh, call it a day? Well, no, that's it. I'm He's shaking his head. No, yeah. Oh, well, it must, I'm, be, it. I'm it must be the end of the show. It is. Well, well, God, wear me notes. Oh, naughty, naughty. So, thanks to everybody um, who's made it to the end of the show. Thank you 
to uh, Sam, Sam. Yeah. Uh, the Miracle Man, for joining us. Yeah. Um, thanks to Ross uh, Cookie for his amazing artwork, which yes. is an available on our merch uh, right now. And our promo, uh, the movie seller with Chris, George, and Dan. Yeah, yeah. Hey, thank you to all our patrons. Who, yes. um Well, I say our two. Oh, well, thank you to our small group of patrons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we're, we're trying who, to grow. Who grow help it out. us to try and get, you know, a bit more kind get of a little bit more out, bit more out there. Use. And um, yeah. Taylor wants to come out to you. Uh, yeah, yeah um, I'm an alien. He's, he's yeah, a, he's yeah, a lizard. I'm, no, no, I'm uh, not going that far. So, thank you no, to our patrons, uh, Jay. Um, swoosh yeah um, oh thank you to Keith yes um, thanks Keith thanks Keith um, and if you want to support us and um, help us out keep the lights on here at the bunker you can go over to patreon.com slash never a straight answer yeah. you can go to buy me a coffee you can. Uh, buy me a, a coffee, coffee I need a coffee slash yeah. NASA pod late nights man you can donate over PayPal by visiting the website yeah. Or you can just buy some sexy merch. Oh yeah, we got some shops. Sexy stuff. It's all good. All helps us out. Yeah. And like Taylor said earlier, I mean, just subscribing, commenting. Yeah, it and, helps a lot. Um, you know, just getting involved with the show. Yeah, it just means a lot to us. Yeah. Anyway, and we you know, know we're mean? talking to someone out there, and not just not ourselves. just ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, so like I say, get in touch if you've got any questions, comments, or suggestions. You can email us at neverstraightanswer at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at NASA underscore never and on Instagram at never a straight answer. We're available on all podcast platforms. Well, wherever you get your podcasts, you make sure you subscribe. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you never miss upcoming guests and cool episode ideas and topics. Yeah. Um, well, that's it. It is, it is, it's another long night in the bunker. That's it, keep um, the home fires burning, yeah. we'll catch you next time. We will. I've been Gaz. I've been Taylor. Peace. Uh,